I just want to take a second to let you know that I've launched a Patreon page for the Hey LaGrange podcast. There's four levels of support that you can subscribe at, ranging from $4 for just a pat on the back. Think of it as buying a coffee for me once a month for a job well done. To becoming an executive producer and getting your name included on the podcast for a larger contribution. There's also a sponsorship option where you subscribe for $100 a month and add your cause in my ads every week. These spots are limited, though, so you better grab them while they're hot. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash HayLagrange and sign up to support the podcast today. And as always, thank you. Hi folks, I'm Earl Gordon Barnett, and you're listening to Hey LaGrange, the podcast of LaGrange, Georgia, where we seek to explore the stories of this sleepy southern community and hope to show that it's not so sleepy after all. Like I said before, I'm Earl Barnett, and I first moved to LaGrange in 2010 when my wife and I bought a house to split the difference between her commute to work as an art teacher in Harris County and my commute to Emory University for a second master's program. I've worked as a history teacher on two separate occasions. I've worked as a higher ed instructor, philosophy. I'm a hobbyist photographer. I'm a brain cancer survivor, and I'm a pro wrestling aficionado. This podcast is currently what I fill my time with. It's my passion. I considered myself exiled in the Grange for a long time, and sometimes still do if I'm being completely honest. This podcast is my seeking to make LaGrange my home and not just the place I keep my stuff. Through the interviews, I hope that not only will you, the listener, get to hear the stories of people of the Grange, but that also with each episode, I will grow a deeper connection and attachment to the community. Well, that's the hope anyways. Thanks for listening to our conversations and journeying with us as we travel towards a mutual place of asylum here in the Grange. Bonus episode. So I decided that since I've got so many quality interviews lined up, that I'd post a bonus episode for your listening enjoyment. This episode is my interview with local music venue owner and operator, Maggie McDonald of Pure Life Studios. My interview with Maggie encompassed the trials of the venue owner, the operation of a soundboard, the advent of Sweetland and its effect on Pure Life's business, and many other topics that I won't broach here. I'll save that for the interview. So with that said, here's the interview. I'm here with Maggie McDonald of Pure Life Studios. Would you care to give more of an introduction? I thought that was perfect. Thanks, Earl. <laughs> okay, so what is your formal title here? My formal title is Venue Owner Music Promoter. Venue Title Music Promoter, okay. So what do you do in LaGrange? I, what does um, that entail? What does it entail? It entails uh, working with um, artists, musicians. Okay. Um, I've had them from all over the world. I've got a woman that we're working on getting from Sweden. I've had a guy, <laughs> Haroya Toshakamoto from Japan, really? and um, April Birch from Canada. and. We just get all kinds of people in Hillside neighborhood. They're um, original singer-songwriters, and they uh, perform their original music. So we kind of showcase that. And they're writing jingles. They're writing for movies. Um, sometimes they write for bigger artists. You know, I've, I have this guy, one of our favorites, um, Jeff Black, who comes through, and 
he has written for Wailing Jennings. Okay. And um, I've had people written write for country stars from Jake's, oh wait, Jake Owens to, oh gosh, I can't even think of all the mm-hmm. different, you know, Winona Judd and all the tops to write for themselves. And so it's up and okay. coming or artist or it's someone who just likes to be a little bit behind the scenes mm-hmm. and write for other people and movies and things like that. Okay. And who would you say is the most well-known person you've had through here? That's a good question. Um, you know, it, it varies. I've had Jennifer Knapp, and a lot of people know her from the 80s. I've had Travis Meadows, who's okay. current. Um, then I've had people like John Barry, um, mm-hmm. who again is from the 80s. Jimmy Hall, he's from Wet Willie. He currently travels with Jeff Beck. Um, in fact, they're coming to do our five-year anniversary, which is um, in February. It's a sold-out show, but um, it'll be John Barry, uh, Jimmy Hall, Donna Hall, and they're in the Music Hall of Fame in Georgia and in Alabama. That's okay. Yeah, um, with Barry Waldrop and Kurt Thomas and Kelly Johnson, who are award-winning songwriters. So it's going to be a fabulous show. But yeah, so we get a, a, a plethora of. Okay. Variety. And, and John Barry is actually a Grammy winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have John Tavius, who was Grammy nominee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll find out this month what happens with him. So it's exciting. Would you say the advent of Sweetland has helped or hurt you as a small business owner? Well, initially, I think it hurt because everybody gathered over there you know the first year especially it was new and it was exciting um and now I think that we're kind of both finding our own audience you know some people do prefer the intimate smaller venue um and you know I'm rain or shine so (laughs) you know it's cool in here in the summertime and warm in the winter and we're protected from the rain you know so I think those things taken a factor I've had people who had tickets for Sweetland I've had a show that same night it you know was ending up storming and they came here instead okay. so yeah I think it's I think it's a good thing I think having this variety from a big venue to a smaller mm-hmm. venue and and um, I've talked with Kiel and we we have talked about working some different magic together mm-hmm. we have yet to do it we're both crazy busy but I think our intentions are are set on what we'd like to do in the future together and uh, Becca Island started that she was always very warm and welcoming and inclusive of Pure Life when they started. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say you're most known for in and around LaGrange? Is it, is it this place? It's Yes, it's definitely music. Um, my husband and I also own 28 rental properties and I manage all those. I don't think I'm really well known for that. Um, people know that, but the biggest 28. is 28. <laughs> So it's a li- it gets a little hectic sometimes because it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know when there's an emergency. Like right now, before our interview, I all of a sudden had a delivery guy saying, "Hey, we're early. Can yeah. we deliver this?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, no. <laughs> you know, something's gonna be last minute and throw a wrench in your works, but it's okay." Well, how long has Pure Life Studios been here in Lagrange? So I originally was a fitness, a holistic fitness and nutrition studio. And then okay. um, over about a year period, it, we moved into music. Okay. And um, that came about from a girl named Angela Hutchins. And she was a 
a student scholar at LaGrange College and she started, she kind of resurrected the acoustic cafe okay. that was through LaGrange College for years. Um, I did not know she was a, a student scholar and we um, were working together and uh, we're trying to get this thing going down where Cart Barn is now. Okay. And then Dash wanted to start charging us, and I said, I've got a, I've got a place around the corner, why don't we do that? Mm -hmm. So we would rent tables and chairs and um, bring them in Friday and then tear it down Saturday, and I'd do my fitness in the afternoon, and it just kind of cycled like that for quite a while. Angela ended up graduating, and she left, and she's a fabulous musician herself. She goes by Ani, and, um, and then I just kind of ran with this and uh, met Barry Waldrop. And he introduced me to five artists. He said, I'll give you your first five artists if you're interested and you really want to do this. I said, I really do. And he did. He introduced me to five people. And from there, I think what happens is artists follow a circuit and they'll look and they'll see, oh, there's Kelly Johnson. Where is she traveling? And so that artist will call that venue and mm. try to get a gig. So it kind of snowballed from there mm -hmm. for me. And, and that's how I fell into it. Okay. What do you think about you personally has helped make you successful? I think that my ability to learn and adapt. Okay. Um, you know, I, this isn't a category that I was necessarily trained in. It was um, something that fell into my lap and I was open and receptive to the mm -hmm. idea and learning. Um, for example, I had no clue how to run a soundboard. Um, at the time this, this evolved, I was uh, singing with a friend of mine, a dear sweet friend, Laura Smith, and we were this little duo and um, played in a couple places around town. And she helped me learn the soundboard. I had no patience for reading the manual and I had to learn quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And she was there for me so she taught me and then I just kind of took things from there and um, once I understood that basics then I could start reading about it mm -hmm. um, my son Samuel McDonald he's a fabulous sound person <laughs> he's always throwing words out at me and I'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> you got to change the language because I don't know what you're talking about but you know if he gives me descriptions of what something should sound like instead of saying DBs or you know whatever yeah. I, I I get it but it's mm -hmm. been kind of funny and I've had to be open to that or posting I didn't even know how to post on Facebook okay. um, I would hound Henry Jacobs and I would say show me how to do this how did you do that how'd you get this video how do I you know and mm -hmm. so I had all these people in the community that um, I relied heavily on from photography like Amy McDowell to Whit Perry to Ray Sullivan um, helping me all along the way just kind of understand how all this looks. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to be really open and, and humbled numerous times just not knowing what to do, not mm -hmm. knowing how to do it. Okay. What advice would you give someone to pursue a career similar to yours? Um, let's see. <laughs> I would just say be open. I mean, if you're truly interested, you'll find a way. Okay. I, yeah, I can't say that there was one specific thing. I was truly interested and I opened myself up and just became extremely vulnerable. 
and um, watched other people and um, asked them for help and, and people were very open and receptive to helping. You know, some people weren't, but most people, they want to help. Okay. <laughs> so that would be my advice is um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. You asked me if I was born and raised here before we started interviewing. I wasn't, but were you? I was not. Um, I was born and raised in California, and I worked for the airlines, and I was an inventory analyst. And I went out to a party in Nashville, Tennessee, and fell in love with Tennessee and went back that Monday. Looked at all the jobs they had available, applied. Okay. Went back on a Friday, got a position, and two weeks later I was living in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And um, met my husband, and we got married and moved to West Virginia, Virginia, and here to Georgia. We started in Douglasville and then ended up in LaGrange. Douglasville's still a long way from LaGrange, though. Well, my husband really wanted a piece of property on the lake, and okay. he found one. We kept looking between Wadawi and Lanier, and um, for whatever reason, we fell in love with this little piece of property, and it was the old CNS bank building, and apparently okay. everybody has a memory. You know, um, everybody has a story. Either they got drunk out there and they <laughs> fell in the pond, or they caught a big fish, or they did Boy Scout camp out there. So a lot of things of, you know, a, a lot of stories come out of that place. And mm -hmm. we ended up buying that cabin. And um, we would close the house down in Douglasville in the summer and move into the cabin. Mm -hmm. And we just started making trips into LaGrange, and it was pretty much boarded up at the time. This was I want to say 20, but I'm more like 18 years ago. Okay. And nothing was really open, but we fell in love with the area. And um, when my mother-in-law died, that was, um, they, my father-in-law was living in Virginia, and he said, find me a house on the lake. I want to live on the lake. And we did. We found him a house in LaGrange, mm -hmm. and he moved sight unseen. And wow. we thought if he did that, we can at least move down the road. And so we met him here and became okay. neighbors, and it was great. Who would you say are the three people who are most influential to you? That doesn't necessarily have to be your career. That's what I was going to ask. Because career, it would make a difference. Um, influential. Um, well, it's funny. I, my kids are very influential because raising kids tend to open up a whole new world mm -hmm. because they're being raised in a different generation. Um, so just interactions with people have changed from when I was a child. So they're okay. pretty influential on saying, oh, I need, to, I need to change this, I need to try this. Or if I've made a mistake, I can go to them and say, was that right or wrong? And they'll go, ooh, that was wrong. And you know, typically if I don't get an answer from someone if I've made a mistake, if they don't tell me, oh, well you don't do this because of this, I can go to them and they're great at helping understand things. So they're influential in the fact that they're current mm -hmm. and they influence how I see the world. Okay. Um, number two, um, influential that would be, it's people typically close to me because they have an impact on my everyday life. Okay. So um, I would say my husband, Charlie McDonald, has been very influential. He's um, a strong leader and he has good sound advice, and okay. when I feel frantic in my head, he stays pretty level, and that's been helpful, and it's helped me want to project that okay. out mm -hmm. into the world. Third, 
I have, I mean, I have a handful of friends that have been uh, more so just examples on who I want to be, and they just kind of role model. It's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I think more role model than influential, I guess. But will that work? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is one common myth that you want to debunk about your field? You have to know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I I had a lot of people, not a lot, I had a handful of people say that, you know, you really should look into this, you really should know what you're doing. And what I found when I go to different venues to talk to them, I was so intimidated, it actually made me freeze. So I had to regroup after about a year of tears and pulling out my hair. I had to regroup and and set in my mind that I wanted to do it my ways under my terms. After all, that was the freedom of, you know, working for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so once I stopped seeking advice, I actually figured it out. Okay. You know, my way. Like, Mm -hmm. there were no rules. I, I could make them up. So I would say... My advice is just, if you love it, you're, you're going to figure it out, going back to the original statement we talked about earlier. All right, back to LaGrange. Since you moved to town 18 years ago, what do you wish you'd known when you got here? Um, we moved here 12 years ago. 18 years ago, we started coming up to the area. Oh, okay. But once we moved here, um, I, I wish... I would have figured out how to get more involved earlier. I'm very social, but there's a part of me that needs a lot of downtime. And I think we live on the lake, and I think living on the lake has kept me home. Okay. And it make, tends to make me run a little lazy, like I just don't want to leave. Once I'm home, I love being home. Okay. And when the kids were little, it was, it was fun. And so I would say I, I try to make myself get out a little okay. more and be more social. Fair enough. So what's your favorite story about living in LaGrange? Well, I'm not from the South, so a couple funny things have happened, just little odds and ends. Um, one, one summer my dad came out and he stayed out at the cabin and uh, there was a local here who came over and they got in a conversation and he kept talking about the whale and the whale, the whale over in the yard. And my dad was itching his head, and later that evening he said, I just shook my head like I understood what he was saying, but I don't know what he's talking about, the whale. I don't see a whale out there. I said, it's a well. So the funny things to me are adding extra syllables. My girlfriend, we sat one day, I said, remind me of your mother's name. And she goes, Lan. I said, Lan. And she goes, no, Lian. I said, Lian. She goes, no, Lynn. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so things like, you know, there's a lot of little pronunciation things that I think are quite humorous. It took my funny bone. <laughs> okay, you can't save this place. So what's your favorite spot or place in LaGrange? I, I mentioned earlier I love the lake. Okay. Um, I just, I like being on water. I grew up at... Um, in California on the ocean mm-hmm. and um, I actually there was a lake there as well and we'd go windsurfing and um, I learned how to surf growing up and we sailed and did all kinds of stuff so definitely being on the lake is my favorite mm-hmm. there's a bunch of neat little spaces I like to be able to be up and see things 
and a girlfriend and I discovered one night, for whatever reason, we were driving around wanting to get some pictures, mm -hmm. and we went up on the parking deck at the Marriott Hotel, okay. and it's actually quite pretty. The view up there, like the uh, you know the Baptist Church on the square of the clock, it's, it's mm -hmm. just the way it's lit is really pretty up there, and you can just kind of look down the traffic and. Hmm. And I think it was around Christmas time, so the light, it's just really pretty. So I find peaceful places like that are okay. great. Huh. I had not considered, like, that actually does sound really pretty. It is pretty. I mean, you say parking deck, and nobody really wants to make their... But, no, <laughs> that sounds actually really pretty. I hadn't considered going up at night, but... Yeah. All right. There you go. So, all right. Um, what's your go-to order at your favorite LaGrange restaurant or bar? Oh, it gets pathetic. This is where it gets really bad. So, I love Beacon. I like their duck, their fries that are fried in duck fat. Okay. <laughs> I'm a sucker for them. Every time I go in, they're like, oh, we got you covered. They know what <laughs> I want. Um, I love the buffalo chicken salad or wrap at Vinici's. Okay. Uh, I love the deviled eggs at Marsol. Okay. I love the charcuterie board at Seasons when they had that. I love 505. They've got um, a beet salad that I really like. Mm -hmm. And let's see, they have, something, they have a couple things there that I really like. Um, yeah, I like the beet salad, but they also, the mouflada, that's what it is. Ah, mouflada, okay. mouflada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite thing about living in in or around LaGrange? Everything's so accessible, and I think the people are extremely friendly. Yeah, I, I like that. I like everywhere I go, I see people I know, and it's um, it's comforting. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask about you and your family. and That's a I common like thing that. I've heard. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a... A precious little gift in this area. Yeah, that's a common thing I've actually had come up over and over again. Yeah. Is the small town feel, the big city amenities in the small town. Absolutely. I would say that's, that's right. Yeah. All right. Um, hidden gem in LaGrange that no one else knows about, you can't say your place, though it is a small gem. <laughs> a hidden gem. It is. Um... Yeah, I hit, I hit myself trying to think of something for that because there's, you know, there's just like little stops, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if they're hidden because it's so small and we talk about it. There's neat little features around. Like I said, the parking deck's a neat little place that people okay. would never think to go up there, or even down here at Hillside, the Gathering Place. It's just got a neat vibe in that mm -hmm. old building. Um, it's just a structure with no windows or anything, but trees are growing up in it. And there's something about being in those spaces that just kind of bring a calm over you. Nick Mayfield actually mentioned that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, there's another musician, great musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot of them here in LaGrange. Really good. Oh. All right. Um, what are you most excited about right now? I'm excited about... A few things. We've got um, one of the 
Behind the Mass candidates, Quay Body running okay. for um, King candidate, okay. and we're having a fundraiser here. And okay. I'm excited about that. I, I like seeing the community get involved. Mm -hmm. And he's got a really fun view on that. His is um, ha kind of like a night at the Apollo. We're having just a bunch of a variety act, a variety mm -hmm. show. And um, he's called a handful of people around the area to come and perform. And then we, we'll probably pull some people out of the crowd as well. Okay. And so I think that's going to be a fun night. Um, my five-year anniversary, you okay. know, because mm -hmm. we've got some heavy hitters. It's a sold-out show, but I really look forward to that because the energy is going to be fantastic. The mm -hmm. music, um, there's, you know, unparalleled. It's just, it's going to be an amazing evening. So I look forward to those evenings. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite beverage? Um, I like vodka tonics from our soul. Okay. <laughs> and seasons because they make them strong. <laughs> a good glass of wine and a dark beer. Those are probably my favorite beverages. So what's your favorite dark beer right now? Right now, mm, I like the... I've always liked Guinness Stout. Okay. Love the Wildly Blind. I can't remember from time to time. I can't drink a lot of beer. It absolutely kills my stomach, but I love it. Um, but I like almost everything they put out from their coffee, mm -hmm. IPA to, mm -hmm. yeah, it's good stuff. Best MacGyver moment. Do you have one? <laughs> um, I'm always doing quick little fixes, but I don't know if there's some stealthy thing that sticks Does that out. out. Yeah, yeah, that just like, okay. holy cow, she's amazing. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I thought okay. that was pretty thorough. Okay. Where can our listeners connect with you? Facebook, Instagram, and I've got a website. It's okay. purelifelagrange.com. Okay. And it lists all our shows and what's coming up and what's happened in the past. Definitely. Okay. This has been Maggie McDonald with Pure Life Studios. Thanks for listening. Well, that's the interview. I hope you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to follow on social media. Leave us a comment on whatever pod podcast platform you listened on. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it some with someone you think will enjoy it as well. Email me your thoughts on today's show at earlgbarnett at gmail.com. Subscribe and like wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment for bonus points. Follow at Earl Barnett on Twitter and Earl G. Barnett on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Hayla Grange on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week, and remember that creativity takes courage.